Thanks for joining us on the Authentic Church Podcast. Let's jump right into this week's message. And if you have not been here over the last few weeks, so we have been in a series titled Counterfeit. Uh, This is going to be the final message of the series, unless God just puts something on my heart and I feel like I need to continue it, which is a possibility. Um, But the vision behind this series is to teach you and to shine a light on all the lies of Satan that have been hiding in the darkness. He's told us a lot of lies. There are a lot of lies in this culture today that we have believed. And and think about it like this. Every sin that has come into your life is because of a lie you believe from the devil. It's because of a lie that you believed from culture. You were deceived in some area of your life. You thought it would fulfill you. You thought it would make you happy. You lived the way you wanted to live, but it did not make you happy. You know what's crazy? We can live how we want to live, and we're still not happy. Isn't that insane? Because joy comes from the Lord. Joy is a spiritual need. And so I want to shine a light to all the lies of the enemy within our culture and within your life today. And also, I want to take down a different demon every single week. Did you know that you were commanded by Jesus to cast out demons? Some of y'all are like, what kind of church is this? (laughs) Let me show you. We're a biblical church, okay? Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 19. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority. My disciples, my followers, Jesus is saying as you, to you as a follower of Christ, he gives you authority to do what? To cast out the enemy over all the powers of the devil. There should be no area of your life that the enemy controls. Now, wait a minute. That means that he has come to set you free from every bit of bondage in your life today because you have authority in the name of Jesus to cast out those demons. Not only that, I love how he says this. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Jesus is not talking about literal snakes and scorpions. He's talking about demonic oppression and your own flesh. The things that you desire that are not of God, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and helps you overcome them. Not only can you overcome them, you can crush them. Do me a favor, look to somebody next to you and say, you can crush the enemy because of Jesus. Some of y'all are still like, don't talk to me right now. It is way too early, okay? Um, too early. It's almost noon. What are y'all talking about? Okay, let's get into this. Um, but let me make this very clear. Okay, in order to see this spiritual authority in your life, you must submit to the authority of Christ. You cannot be free without Jesus. You can't do it by your own strength. It doesn't matter how good you look on the outside or if you fulfill this checklist every single day, you read your Bible verse, you serve at the church, you give, you do all these things, you prayed over some random stranger. That is great. But if Jesus is not Lord over your life, something else will be, okay? And, and this is where we struggle, okay? Because let's be honest, we love salvation, Jesus. We love to ask Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. And the good news is that he will, hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We don't deserve that. That is by the grace of God. That is the mercy of God that saves us from the wrong things that we have done within our life, the times that we rebelled against God. But don't miss. This big revelation here, in order to see demons cast out of your life and oppression and bondage, look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. So let me explain the difference. Jesus came to be your savior, which means he came to bring you eternal salvation. But Jesus also came to be your Lord which means that there is freedom in your life. For when Jesus is the Lord over your life, then there is freedom over your mind, over your heart, and over all of your situations. I know that I was in bondage of my sin until Jesus showed up and opened up the jail cell. The moment he freed me from something I used to be in bondage of, I realized that he is Lord. The enemy does not have the same power as my God has Yahweh. He cannot stand up to him. So anytime Jesus shows up, demons have to leave every single time. And so he brings you freedom when he is your Lord. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 17. For the Lord is the spirit. 
And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom and his Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So here's a question for you today. Is Jesus your savior and your Lord? Is he your savior and your Lord? Because I wanna show you an example of something dangerous. I wanna see, I want you to see how Judas was with Jesus every single day. And what's crazy about this concept is that Judas was next to Jesus, right? He was where all of us want to be. He was next to Jesus. He was sitting there listening to the best teachings anybody could listen to. He saw the miracles of Jesus. I mean, the lame was able to walk, the blind was able to see. He saw Lazarus being raised from the dead. But here it is. You can see all the proof of God's existence. But if Jesus is not Lord over your life again, something else will be. Something else will see that open door in your life and try to be Lord over you, try to control you and persuade you to do things that God is telling you not to do. That's why, listen, that's why Satan was allowed to enter into Judas. Luke chapter 22, verse three. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12 disciples. Jesus was not Lord over Judas's life. Guess what was? Money. The spirit of mammon. And we talked about that in the very first week. He loved money more than God. And it drives me crazy that I see a lot of us today, and it's tempting, we care more about our financial security, but not our eternal salvation. Meaning we will invest in all kinds of things and we will learn over and over again what to invest in, how to have successful businesses, how to save up for our future, but your money will not go with you into the kingdom. For the money will stay here. And Solomon said, the things that you build today, somebody else is going to come into it. They may tear it all down. They might not like the carpet you put down. They might not like the, the, the colors that you chose to, to paint the house that you always dreamed of, right? Because they have different desires than you. So we're chasing these things, these financial securities, when really the only security we have is in Jesus Christ. Because you can have all the money in the world today and you can lose it tomorrow. But with Jesus, you will never lose him, ever. But we see this with, with Judas. Money was the Lord over his life and so he became a sellout, okay? Did you know, listen to this. This may be a revelation for you today. Judas never called Jesus Lord, not once. Think about that. Judas never called Jesus his Lord, even at the Last Supper. Let me show you. Matthew chapter 26. Verse 21 through 25, while they were eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? That's what they asked. He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the son of man must die as the scriptures declared long ago, but how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Now look at the text here. They all asked Jesus, is it I, Lord? Can you imagine being at the table? He's, he's saying this and you're like, who is it going to be? I bet it's going to be, you know, Peter. He's always running his mouth. He's always doing something he shouldn't do, right? John said he was loved the most. I hope it's John. You know what I mean? Like, I hope it's somebody else. Who could it be? And then all of a sudden, listen to this. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, there it is, Rabbi, is it I? Now notice every other disciple called him Lord, but when Judas came up to the table, he asked Jesus, he said, Rabbi, am I the one? And I love Jesus's response. He said, you've said it. It came out of your own mouth, right? Have you ever noticed that some people who lie a lot or try to deceive, sometimes the truth just kind of slips out of their own mouth? And like, you just said it. Your heart has revealed what you have been planning this entire time. Jesus didn't have the time to pretend or have fake relationships that would only lead to death. So Jesus said, let's end this right now. I know what you're doing. Go ahead and do it for this fulfills the will of the Father. And so even when Judas came to betray him and kissed him on the cheek, he still said, Rabbi, he never said, Lord, over his life. And I realized as I was praying through this series that we live in a culture of counterfeit. 
today. We live in a culture full of lies where it's hard to believe that anything is real. Just look at people's Facebooks and Instagrams, right? They look spotless. They look perfect. It looks like you're living a wonderful life, but nobody knows that when you go to sleep at night, you're crying yourself to sleep because of fear and worry or because of anxiety or stress that you're dealing with. Nobody would even know. And we pretend like everything's okay. We see this on social media, but even when you come into the church, a lot of us, we just put on that smile. It's Sunday. Everything's good. On the inside, you're like, nothing is good right now. I had an argument this morning, okay? So that's why I need coffee. Where's the coffee? You know, we, we start to fall apart, but we want to pretend like everything is okay. God is saying, listen, it is not a time to pretend like everything is okay. Call out to me. Call my name and I will bring healing into your life because when nobody else knows that you're going through something, guess what? God always He always knows what you're going through. He knows when you feel depressed. He knows when you feel lonely in the moment. He knows when you're starting to compare your life with other people. And God will give you a word and say, stop. Stop looking at what they have and remember what I have spoken over your life. Right now is a trial, but I will hold your hand through the entire trial. If you follow me and have faith. So please hear me. I'm saying all this because it is not a time to keep messing around and pretending like we have it all together. God does not want you to pretend like you have it all together. The only perfect one is Jesus Christ. That's why we worship his holy name. But he has called you to live a holy life, but that means also a, a real life. It means, it means don't pretend that everything is just perfect. Because I also want you to see this. You have been called in a time such as this and a world full of lies in a world full of counterfeit, to be a voice of truth. That's a big deal. At your schools right now, you're called to be a voice of truth. At the workplace right now, you're called to be a voice of truth, of God's word, in your own families. When they mock you and they don't understand and they don't live for Jesus, you're still called to be a voice of truth. God has placed you here and this time right now to be a light in the darkness. Ephesians chapter five, verse 11. I love this verse. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't just keep doing your own thing and say, well, it's going to get better. Listen, You said that about your workout plan too. And if you haven't been working out, did it get better? No, things don't just get better on their own. You have to invest into something. You have to be dedicated into something. You want something to get better? Dedicate yourself in the word of God. Open up the scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. You will talk to family members and you will say things and you're like, I don't even know where that came from. But man, that was good. Because God loves you. Exposed, but the enemy is trying to keep hidden in the darkness. And so the title of today's message, and yes, it will get heavy, is this, Fake Followers. We've been talking about a lot of counterfeit things over the last few weeks, right? And, and everything of value, there will be a counterfeit version of it. And so we also see fake followers in the Bible. We see those that claim to live for Christ, but lived a completely different life and did not live for Jesus. And so the Bible actually gives you instructions on how to recognize what they're trying to do into the church because they will creep into the church to bring you away from the salvation of Jesus. But also listen, I wanna make this very clear. If you do not know Jesus as Lord, today you can. If you do not know Jesus as your savior, today you can For again, you showed up. We didn't force you to come here. God placed you in this room to hear this message for a reason. And I pray it touches your heart. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Point number one is this, fake followers invade. Fake followers invade. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Jude. Okay, and, and the book of Jude unpacks what fake followers look like. Um, they will pretend to be everything that you need. They would pretend to look the part, but they creep themselves into the church to bring disorder into the church. And if you don't know who Jude is, Jude is the half brother of Jesus. Here's what's interesting. Jude's real name is Judas. Imagine that family conversation later on. You know what I mean? I bet he wanted to change his name. But Jude is saying, listen, Christians, believers, wake up. For fake Christians, fake followers are trying to come into the church and distort the real truth of the gospel. Here are the signs. 
So let's read together. Jude verses uh, three and four. He said, dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. Okay, that was his intended message. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend, urging you to fight for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed themselves into the church. Listen to the savage words of Jude. He's literally saying the worms have crawled into the church. They're trying to distort the gospel, bring in confusion and lead you away from Jesus saying things like this, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. You ever heard that before? Just live however you wanna live, do whatever you wanna do, go ahead and pursue pleasure, pursue sin, don't pursue Jesus, but just run to Jesus when you need forgiveness. And then later on, keep living your life however you want to live it, right? That's the life for you. That will fulfill you and satisfy you. Did it satisfy you? I feel like we've all been down that path. We believed that lie at some point and we did our own things. And every time our heart was broken, we felt devastated. Or maybe we felt alone in a situation that was overwhelming every time. But when you ran back to the grace of God, you felt a peace. You felt a change coming because you knew that his truth would set you free. So he's saying that they come and they say God's marvelous grace allows us to live in immoral lives. Then he says the condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, meaning this is nothing new. This has been done over and over and over again. It doesn't matter what time it is. It's still the same old demons and demonic influence trying to come back in. Okay, it's happened over and over again. For they denied our only master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jude is saying, watch out for the invaders. Jude is saying, dig out the worms. Because these people want to control you. These people want to come in and prove that they have authority. They desire power. And these people, listen, they will fake who they are to deceive you. Anybody love fake people? Anybody like fake friendships? Somebody who faked who they were, pretending to be for you, pretending to pray for you, pretending to want the best for you. But every time you had something good, they became jealous. And they gossiped about you and tried to hurt you instead. Where does this all come from? I'm telling you today, it's a spiritual war. It all comes from the father of lies. For he is a deceiver. This is Satan. Satan calls the first rebellion in the kingdom of heaven. In Revelation chapter 12, verses seven through nine, says it like this, then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and the dragon lost the battle. He'll always lose, but never stop until the very end. And he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the entire world, the whole world, the devil's mission statement is to deceive the entire world, to put lies in your life. Again, follow your own heart's desires and not the truth of God's word. Because how you feel should be your truth and not what God has spoken over your life. Listen, you don't know the future. The last time you went by your feelings, you walked into that relationship that you regret it now, right? God knows the future. He knows what's best for you. But don't worry, they were thrown down to earth with his angels because they have no power that can stand up to the power of the God that we serve. But why did he do this? He led a rebellion. And if you know the whole story, you know that he wanted to become God. He wanted to be worshiped. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. For you yourself said, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. And by the way, a lot of times, especially in the book of Revelation, stars represents angels, okay? He said, I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and I will be like the most high. Satan wanted to be God, but he is a counterfeit God. He is a fake God, but he wanted to be worshiped. So why is it? Okay, because we come in here and we're like, oh, tired of his tricks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of the devil. I'm tired of temptation. I'm tired of all the pain and the struggles in our world. Listen, but how does he fool us so many times? How is it that so many of us today are allowing that temptation in our life and we fall for these things over and over again, these same traps that bring the same sin and hurt over and over again. How does the devil try to invade us? Here's the answer. He pretends to be what you need every time. So I think it's comical because the world will say, oh, the devil showed up. 
Did he have horns? Little pitchfork in his hand, you know, a little tail just all over the place. Listen, and, and did his followers show up? Didn't they wear black capes and hoods and all kinds of crazy stuff? Listen, sometimes the followers of Satan wear suits. Sometimes the followers of Satan make laws and try to regulate what we can do and try to regulate the nations. And we see this over and over again out of the Old Testament and even in the New Testament for the religious leaders who were not honoring God, they were honoring idols. That was the fall of the nation of Israel and the fall of Judah as well because they were worshiping other idols. Sometimes the followers of the enemy don't look the way you thought they would. Look, for the Bible also says, listen, the devil will show up as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 and 14, Paul said, these people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ, but I'm not surprised. Why? Because even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, which means you can't just believe somebody who says they're a Christian because they had one Bible verse in their speech or one Bible verse in their bio or took all these pictures and put a lot of scriptures there. Listen, they just wanted likes for the picture. Let's be honest, okay? That's why they put the scripture there so that you would like their picture. We have fallen into relationships, business partnerships, and even allowed people to lead in the church who did not have a relationship with Jesus, but they just had one Bible verse and said that they were a Christian. Because what do fake invaders do? Their desire is to steal the truth away from you. They plant doubt in your head. Actually, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was watching this testimony of an ex-Satanist who became a Christian. And he said that when he would attack people, uh, especially believers, his main mission was to put doubt in their head. That's what he did in every conversation. He would just make them question over and over again. Are you sure God would do this? Why would God do something like that? Does the Bible say this? Because that seems uh, like that could not happen. He just planted doubt over and over and over again. This is what the enemy does. He tries to make you doubt the word of God, the truth of God's word, so that you will walk away and follow your own heart's desires. Listen, did you know that the Muslims believe that the Quran was revealed to Muhammad because he met an angel? They believe that he met an angel. They believe he actually met the angel Gabriel, and that's why he wrote the Quran. Did you know that the Mormons believe that Joseph Smith met an angel who told him about ancient records that were engraved on golden plates? Both occurrences involve one individual who claimed they met an angel who then wrote a book that discredited, or they try to discredit the word of God. It contradicted the word of God because they said, I met an angel. And I got a new revelation. The Bible warns you of that as well. Galatians chapter one, verse eight. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us. Listen to the wording here. Or even an angel from heaven, a demon, a fallen angel who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Meaning these things will happen and they will continue to happen. And we talked about fake wonders last week that sometimes the enemy, the devil can produce these counterfeit wonders in your life and entice you to go a different direction. But if the gospel message is different, that's how you know it's of the enemy and not of God. Do not fall for it because you will be led astray. But this revelation, I wanna open your eyes today, especially in the times that we're living in. Jesus and Paul spoke very interesting titles over the devil. First of all, Jesus called the devil the prince of this world. He actually said he is the ruler of this world. In fact, when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, when the devil said, I can give you all this if you just worship me, Jesus didn't say, nah, no, no, because he knew for a time he is the ruler of this world and he could give it to him, but he knew that he was a counterfeit. John chapter 14, verse 30, Jesus said, I would not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming. And I love this though. Jesus said, he has no hold over me. He has no authority over me. He said, the prince of this world, the the ruler of this world has come, but don't worry, I'm the king. That's what Jesus was saying. He has no authority over me. Maybe this world, but I got heaven and I got this world and I could change things. But Jesus knew the first time being here was for the will of the father to die on the cross. But the second time, oh, he's coming on a white horse to take down and bring judgment upon all evil on this earth. Jesus is king. 
Paul also calls the devil the lowercase God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, meaning people will desire their pleasure instead of the truth of God's word. And every time you speak the truth, you offend their demons. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who is really nice until you brought up Jesus? Like really nice. Like you thought you could be friends and you said something about Jesus and all of a sudden the look in their eyes changed. The atmosphere changed. You you knew something spiritual was taking place because at that very moment, you said the name that has all authority and you offended the demon that's in this person's life, right? But another big question is this, why would God allow the devil to rule this world for a time? Why would God allow the devil to bring in pain and suffering and, and all this? Why do we have to go through this anyway if he's such a good God? Three reasons. The first reason is because God's creation always has freedom of choice. God's creation has the free will to choose. The angels had the free will to choose to obey God or to fall. Okay, so we know that one third of the angels rebelled against God and followed Satan. Also, we know as, as we are created in the image of God, guess what? We also have a choice to choose to follow him, to choose to obey him, which means submit to the lordship of Jesus, saying, Jesus, your way is better. That's what that means. Jesus, your way is always better, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't understand. God, I know that you have me. And I preached this many times before. That's why the tree was in the Garden of Eden. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why was the tree like in the middle of the Garden of Eden? Why? Because true love has to be a choice. Obedience to God has to be a choice. That's the first reason. The second reason is this, to test your hearts. Last week, we talked about testing the spirits and sometimes God will allow the enemy to bring supernatural things to try to counterfeit or to entice you because God is allowing your heart to be tested to see who you really follow. You living for Jesus or you living for money, right? You living for God or you living for the things that you want right now? Does your relationship put Jesus first or does it put you first? And so sometimes your heart is tested to see if you will walk away the moment you walk into a trial or into something you don't understand. The third reason is this, to prove that only God is perfect. Only Yahweh, only Jesus is perfect. For the people who follow Satan and the angels who follow Satan will only learn and have learned how evil and selfish he is. He does not have the power he claims to have. Only Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. But he's the ruler of this world. And we're getting closer and closer to Revelation. We're getting closer to the end days. So what you're starting to see already is this beast system that is being put into the culture, okay? Let me, let me read this. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 and 17. He required everyone small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without the mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing the name. Not that long ago, we can only imagine how this would be possible. How would it be that people would not be able to buy or sell without a mark? And then just a few years ago, all of a sudden, a lot of businesses no longer took cash. And so what you will see out of the revelation, for this to be fulfilled, it means that we will become a cashless society, okay? Um, And that means that nobody can just spend cash whenever they want to to get the things that they want to. They have to have this mark in their head or in their right hand. And recently, I don't know if you've seen this on the news, but Amazon has a new payment method that you can use. And they're working with Panera Bread and also working with Whole Foods. And right now I've seen more videos about Whole Foods. And all you have to do is scan your palm in order to buy the food that you want. Link it up in Amazon because apparently scanning your palm is like uh, your fingerprint shows your identity and they can know who you are. I'm just saying, listen, it's coming. The things that we used to question not that long ago, all of a sudden we're seeing it here today. This is not a time to pretend you have a relationship with Jesus. This is a time to get right with Jesus. This is a time to stand up and be a voice of truth. Yes, the enemy is an invader, but God knows all of his tricks. 
And the Bible also says that we will not be left in the dark. God will always reveal the secret strategies of the enemy. Satan will not win, ever. But this leads to point number two. And point number two is this, fake followers seduce. Fake followers will seduce and pervert what God has brought into your lives to be a a blessing and into the church as well. Jude verses six and seven. And he states, and I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them for they rebelled against God and they left the place where they belonged. But God has kept them, listen to this, securely chained in the prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. You know what this means? First of all, for all of us in this room today, it means that it doesn't matter what your background was or what your status or what your position used to be. When you make sin Lord over your life, you will always be in chains. You understand? No matter how holy you used to think you were or what you used to do, or I used to serve and I used to do all this, but now sin is Lord over my life. You will always be in bondage. You will always be in chains. These angels were once in the glory of God, but now they're little demons running to the pit. Little demons that Jesus even put in pigs. They have no power. They have no authority, but their goal is to torment your mind and to make you doubt the promises of God over your life. But I wanna say it like this, if angels could not break the chains of sin off of themselves, guess what? You can't either without Jesus. You understand? But this is also God's grace because I wanna show you something. I don't know if we have this up there now, but I added this this morning because the Bible also tells us that in the end days, during the time of tribulation, the worst demons will be released upon this earth. And this is found at Revelation chapter 9, verses 13 through 15, when it says, Then the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a solitary voice from the four horns and the golden altar which stands before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the appointed hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Meaning some of these demons are bound under the ground because we have been saved by grace today to not go through that torment. That is a time of tribulation that we will be saved from that wrath. But look at verse seven. Jude continues and he says, don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah though. And their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. Jude is reminding all believers that one of Satan's greatest strategies in bringing down the church is to bring in a desire for pleasure and not for truth is to bring in sexual perversion or just the lust of all the things of the world that the world can offer and it distorts the truth. And listen, I talked about this last week, but the Bible says when you start to crave truth, it sets you free from the lies of the enemy. But at the same time, if you start to crave pleasure more than the truth, your identity can always be confused. You understand? When you follow pleasures instead of the truth of God's word, when your identity is in your pleasure, then your identity can be easy to confuse over and over again. For the God that we serve is not the author of confusion. But for the enemy to place doubt in your head, what the devil will do, he will bring confusion into the church and into doctrine, into the gospel to turn you away. Do you know what God says about your identity? Jude actually mentions it at the very beginning in verse one. First of all, he says, to those who have been chosen, meaning you have been chosen by God. And then he says, and are loved by God, the father. So you have been chosen and you are loved by the father. And I love this. And he kept them safe in Jesus Christ. You've been chosen. You've been loved. And you will be kept safe when you follow Jesus Christ. When your identity is in Jesus, nothing that the world puts in front of your face will make you doubt your identity in Christ. You will be able to move forward always. You will always have hope for the future. Nobody can steal the blessings that God has spoken over your life because you know who you are. And every time they mock you, you got that shield of faith walking into the room. I saw this really funny meme that said, uh, Christians back in the 90s, we were like button downs and kind of nerdy looking. Now in 2023, like everybody's just ready to fight. You know what I mean? Like just go into the situation because 
of the things we see in culture today, trying to break up the family and take away what Christ has called good for our lives. But you know what Satan says? Satan will say your identity is wrong. You're a failure. You're never gonna reach that goal. It's never gonna work out. Your marriage is never gonna work out. The relationships you have are never gonna work out. You're never going to amount to anything. And in fact, who you are today is a mistake. Your gender is a mistake. You should just change it because the enemy always wants to entrap us in something where we feel like we can't reverse it. Well, we can't get back. And I said this last week, a pastor stated this and it really stood out to me. But God wants to change your heart and your mind, but the world will tell you to change your body, right? God said, transform your heart and your mind. The world will tell you to transform your body, being trapped in something that you can't reverse now. When you find out it's not what you thought it would be, but the enemy will say sexuality should have no boundaries at all in your life. And like a fire that is not contained, eventually everything gets burned down to the ground. You know, the Bible will speak about lust and pleasure as a fire. And, and this, this covenant, this sex is a blessing from God within marriage. And so the covenant within marriage between a man and a woman is how the fire is contained. But when you let that fire out and say it can go anywhere, everything starts to burn to the ground. And many of us have been there and we've done that. And we let our passions just run free and everything fell apart. I wanna show you how dangerous this can actually be. For Jude also points out a secret strategy of the devil by reminding us of the story of Balaam. And I have preached on Balaam so many times, but this is a new revelation. God really showed me this. I've never really put this together before and I wanna show you this today, so it's gonna get good. But in Jude verses 10 and 11, it states, these people scoff at things that they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring their own destruction. Okay, they bring their own destruction into their life. Why? Because they rebel against God. A lot of us want to point the finger. It's God's fault. God's bringing destruction on me. But when you walk away from the presence of God, you walk away from his protection every single time. So they brought destruction on themselves. What sorrow awaits them for they follow in the footsteps of Cain. Jealousy will always lead to rebellion. When somebody else has what you want, and you're jealous. And, and did you notice in the story of Cain and Abel, God was actually speaking to Cain, saying, I still have good things for you. But he didn't listen to that promise. He only saw what he didn't have right there because he was not given over to the Lord. And so that jealousy led to rebellion, which actually led to murder. And so many of us have actually killed relationships that were meant to be good for your life completely. But then he also says like Balaam, for they deceive people for money. So just like Judas, Balaam was a sellout, right? Now, Balaam was a little bit different because he was into witchcraft. He was a sorcerer. And he was known around the community to be hired and he can curse people or he can bless people. People thought that he had power. And so King Balak reached out to Balaam and said, hey, I want you to come and curse the nation of Israel. And on the way there, God shows up and says, no, you're not cursing my people. You're not touching my people. You're not harming my people. I will not allow curses to come out of your mouth. Numbers chapter 22, verse 12. But God told Balaam, do not go with him. You are not to curse these people for they have been blessed. This is good news. Why is this good news? Because the enemy cannot and will not curse what God has blessed. What God has blessed in your life, when God speaks a blessing over you, the enemy does not have authority to steal that away from you. He doesn't have the authority to curse it and make it no longer good for your life. So the only thing he can do is to persuade you to walk away from the promise. That's why he plants doubt inside of your head. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna change. So you might as well just walk away. And so many of us are like right there. Like the promised land is right there. You know what I mean? And we walk away because we did not believe, but what God has blessed, the enemy cannot curse, he cannot steal it away. But Balaam lusted after riches. So many times God will show up. <laughs> I've seen God do supernatural things in people's lives. And they've seen God say, hey, this is not good for your life. But how many of you know that we can be very stubborn? I thank Jesus that he still shows such grace on stubborn people. 
that he shows his grace no matter how many times we didn't listen about the relationship or about moving forward and what we wanted to do and the sin that we committed, right? So Balaam, even after all that, did not want to listen to God. And so he went still to speak curses over the nation of Israel. As he opened his mouth, the word of God says that the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he spoke blessings instead. Numbers 23, verse 11. Then King Balak demanded of Balaam, what have you done to me? Like I paid you to curse my enemies. You're here to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them. Balaam understood that he could not curse the people of God. I have preached this so many times. And a lot of us think the story ended there. Okay, good. He wasn't able to curse them. But Balaam still loved money, money more than God. Money and the spirit of mammon was Lord over his life. So he had a little sneaky plan to deceive the people of Israel. And here's what he said to King Balak. He said, listen, what we'll do, I can't curse them with my words, but we will send women into the nation of Israel that will entice them and seduce them. And because their hearts will become seduced, then they will start to worship other gods and they will destroy themselves they didn't know how to guard their hearts. And unfortunately, many of us don't know how to guard our hearts today either. And without knowing it, we give our hearts over to demons over and over again. And we wonder why our life and our relationships are falling apart. How do we know this? Let me show you how. Revelation chapter two, verse 14. You tolerate some among you whose teachings is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. For he taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. And then we see in Numbers chapter 31, verses 15 and 16, Moses said, why have you let all these women live? He demanded. These are the very ones who followed Balaam's advice and caused the people of Israel to rebel. How did they rebel? Let's dive deeper. Numbers chapter 25, verse two. These women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods. So the Israelites feasted with them and worshiped the gods of Moab, which also sacrificed children, demonic practices. And and people ask me a lot, how come you preach on relationships so much? This is why, this is why. Because I've seen people not understand what real love is from God and they keep chasing the fake. And every time the devil puts fake love in front of you, his goal is to steal your heart away from God and away from the promises. And so God wants a partner in your life for you to be married to somebody. You become one flesh and you fight this spiritual battle together. Find a partner who will go to war with you, not at you. That goes against the enemy and his deception and his lies. Somebody that is cheering you on. And I hear it all the time. People say, well, I just don't think I can find that in today's culture. You can. You can. Because I also have heard this. Well, maybe I just should not pursue love at all. Maybe it's just not out there. Listen, this is a promise of God. This is God's goodness for your life. Trust him. Don't just look at the bad in the world, but trust him. Keep following him. And in the right time, allow his blessings to come into your life. But he's a good father. He knows what you want. He knows what you desire. Keep following him. Don't listen to the lies of the world. In order to have a healthy relationship, you must first believe it exists. Otherwise, you'll never go after it. You'll never look for it. And you'll never believe it can happen for you. But I need you to see that this is the same Jezebel spirit that we talked about that wanted to invade the church culture over and over again, which means a new time, same demons. Over and over again, we see this. Revelation chapter two, verse 20. It's to the church of Thyatira. And he says, but I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. And guess what? Here's what's crazy to me. This is where God just blew me away with this. Every time you look up, especially especially a female deity, okay, they became an icon in culture. Meaning demons would influence through icons. Over and over again, they would work swiftly and they would be fierce within the culture. And you see this, okay? Because It's all the same spirit. We see Jezebel, 
We talked about um, uh, Ashtoreth. Listen, it all derives from the very beginning in Babylon with Ishtar. Okay, and Ishtar, this is what's crazy. If you look up her story, she was an icon for the young girls. She, she promoted prostitution. She promoted sex slavery. And not only that, listen, if you read her story, she was anti-marriage. She was also anti-motherhood, relating motherhood to slavery. And in her story, she took the role of a man making her boyfriend submissive to her. Why? To attack family roles. To attack the idea that God would bless you with a wonderful relationship and you can be fruitful and multiply. And so we start to follow our own desires and we start to look because of culture and as at motherhood, like it's some type of slavery, like it's bondage in our life, right? And this agenda works in Hollywood, the music industry, and even tries to worm itself into many churches today. And I just got to share this because I watched this video that just blew me away this week as well as I was studying. And the man took a, the, the new movie, Barbie, and he said at the very beginning, he said it shows these girls with these baby dolls and everything's gloomy and they're depressed, right? They're, they're being mothers. That's the picture. They're being mothers to these baby dolls, okay? And they're, they're, everything's gloomy and depressed and so they're not happy. They're not having fun. Then all of a sudden, Barbie walks in and she has this icon figure that they look up to. It had been one thing if they just dropped the baby dolls and followed Barbie, but in the very beginning, instead of just following Barbie, they took the baby dolls that they had and they smashed the heads. They threw the babies in the air and smashed the heads. Now these are toy babies, but you get the picture of what's happening. Because every time we see Ishtar, every time we see the Jezebel spirit, and by the way, remember when she was about to be killed, she tried to seduce the man that came to kill her. She stood in the window trying to seduce him so that he would not take her out because that's what the enemy does. But it would always lead from prostitution into child sacrifices over and over again. And man, it's very easy to just allow these things into our hearts, into our minds. And so I'll say it like this, just to give you a good illustration. Okay, is it more dangerous to see a bottle of poison or candy that is actually poison. See, a lot of us would see the bottle that is poison and say, I, I don't want that, that's dangerous. But when we see sugar-coated poison that looks like candy, we take a little and a little more and a little more. And if you're not careful sometimes, and, and believe me, I've talked about this before, I'm a superhero nerd. And I see the agendas right now in superhero movies too and all these things within Hollywood. Listen, you take these in little by little, little by little, all of a sudden your way of thinking starts to change. And the world will say, that's progressive, right? I call it the same demons. It's the same demons over and over again. And so this leads to my last point, which is this. Fake followers will be judged in the end. I wanna bring this point home. Fake followers will be judged in the end. Jude verses 14 through 16, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones. Can I ask you this question? Does that excite you or scare you? The Lord is coming with countless of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of this world. He will convict every person of all ungodly things that they have done for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now listen to this. These people are grumblers. They're complainers living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves. They only talk about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. And so I hear this question a lot. Why does it seem like these people who are rebellious against God, who live for the world, have the things that I want. Why does it feel like I'm trying to do the right thing? I'm trying to walk in obedience, but they had the house I want. They had the car I want. They had the financial security that I want. They had the relationships that I want. They have everything that I've ever wanted. God, I'm trying to do the right thing. And they're blaspheming your name, but yet they have all the things that I want. How is this fair? How are you a good God if this is allowed? Let me say it like this, comparing 
tortures the heart. Comparing destroys the soul. When you compare what you do not have now, you will lose sight of what God has promised over you for later. Let me say that very clear. When you compare what you do not have right now, when you look at their shiny toys and the things that they have right now and say, God, I want this in my life. And that's why it's tempting. And that's why Satan shows up and says, but I can give you everything you want. I can give you everything you need. I'm the ruler of this world. Just follow me. I'll make it more clear. (laughs) I'm getting there, Siri, okay. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) the people who worship the devil or what the devil can give them all have the same fate in the end if they don't repent to Jesus. And so I want to read this in Psalms chapter 73, verses 3 through 19. Listen to how real this is. He said, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. Verse five, they don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems. Like everyone else, they wear pride like a jeweled necklace. They clothe themselves in cruelty. They mock God. They blaspheme God. Verse 11, what does God know? They ask. Does the most high even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease as their riches multiply. Have you ever said that? Here it is. Listen closely. Verse 17 through 19. Then I went into the sanctuary of the Lord. Here's where everything changes. See, as long as you compare and see the shiny toys that they have, you'll never think about the fate that they're going towards if they don't repent. But the moment you come into the presence of God, God will give you revelations and an answer of why these things are happening. So he says, I came into the sanctuary, O God, and finally I understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. I understand that they had the things that I want today, but in the end, it leads to destruction. You're protecting me, God, from that destruction. You're protecting me, God, from worshiping something else so that I can learn that you are my only provider. You are the only one in control before I ever get that blessing. Verse 21 through 23, listen, I'm real. Then I realized that my heart was bitter. I realized that I was jealous. I was torn upside or inside. I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you, yet I still belong to you. And yet you still hold my right hand. And God holds your hand through every trial that you face. And here's the burden on my heart. Listen, this is not a time to pretend like you have a relationship with Jesus. It is a time to get right with the Lord. It is a time to seek him. It is a time to praise his name. Because for many years, listen, for many years, they watched Noah build the ark. For many years, Noah was telling them what was coming. The wrath that was coming, the judgment that was coming on all evil, which means for many years they had the chance and the opportunity to repent, but they have never seen a flood before. So they did not believe. And the Bible says that when Noah and his family got into the Bible, God himself sealed up the ark. And when it was sealed up, the flood came, the deluge happened, and that's when it was too. For so long, they didn't listen. For so long, they did not repent until it was too late. Again, you're living life for yourself and you're not even happy. And I'm telling you today, Jesus has the ark open for you to walk into his safety, his protection, because you're called and you're loved. And that is your identity in him. But I'm also giving you a warning today that eventually the ark will be sealed again. That time will take place. And I don't want you to pursue what's fake. I want you to pursue what's real. 
what can change your life forever. And so I beg you, please do not fake your relationship with Christ because I have good news for you. Listen, the judgment and the wrath is not on the followers of Christ. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse nine, for God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger, not to pour out his judgment, not to pour out his wrath on us, but his wrath was destined for the devil and his demons and his followers and all those who have put hurt and pain and suffering into this world. That's what the wrath is for. That's what hell is for, to take out the enemy, the devil, and his works of destruction, his counterfeit lies. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There will be tormented day, or they will be tormented day and night forever and ever, it will not end. Some of us feel like we're living hell on earth due to your circumstances. Some of you feel like you are tormented in your mind right now, in your heart, day in and day out. But right now, you still have a chance to be free from that torment. You have a chance to be free today through Jesus Christ to pursue what real love is and how it will change you. Because spoiler alert, let me say it like this, the counterfeits of Satan will not win. He will not get his way. But you know what the promise is for you as believers in Christ? Listen, if you give your life over to the Lord and live for him and he's your savior and your Lord, listen, Revelation chapter 21, verse three and four, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. There will be no more worry. There will be no more depression. There will be no more fear and anxiety and the things that keep you up at night. There will be no more broken hearts and feelings of loneliness and abandonment and abuse. All these things will be gone forever. And so I'm asking you, when are you going to run to Jesus? When are you going to run into his arms and the promises that he has for you? He's called you by name. Your worries and your problems don't make him afraid. He also knows the sins that have been in your life, the temptations that are before you right now. And he's saying, I can set you free from all of this. But you gotta run into my holy presence and stop chasing what is fake and will not fulfill you. And so I thank God that today, if you're pretending to have a relationship with Jesus, you actually can have a relationship with Jesus before you leave. And you can start that relationship with Jesus today. Can I have you stand here? I'm asking our prayer team to come up front. Because I'm gonna ask you, I don't know what's in your life. And maybe, maybe you're at the point where you're saying, you know, Jesus is my savior, but I do feel like there are other things in my life that wanna be Lord. There's addictions in my life right now that I'm not proud of. There's hurtful things that I've said in the past that I wish I could take back that I cannot. There are doubts in my head that make me believe that God's promises will not come true in my life. There are things holding me back right now. There are people in my life that I know I shouldn't be around. But I keep going back to the same group, doing the same things over and over again. There's other things that want to be Lord over my life. And today, you can declare Jesus is the only Lord over your entire life. But maybe God is telling you to come up front. Maybe God is telling you to grab hold of somebody up here that can pray over you. If that's you today, go ahead and come up front right now and we will celebrate with you. Listen, I know that it seems scary. Like people are gonna look at me. No, I want you to be set free because demons want you to stay exactly where you are. Demons want you to stay in the situation that you're in. And it's 
time to rebuke those demons in the name of Jesus. Come on. You could be set free. You could be set free. Or maybe right now you're at a point in your life where you're saying, I need a real relationship with Jesus. I need him to be my savior. I need him to bring me salvation. I need him to save me from who I am because I don't like who I am. I don't like what I've done. I don't like how many times I give in to what I want and not listen to God. And today I'm telling you, his arms are wide open. He will take you just as you are and he will transform your mind and your heart and make you brand new. You gotta make that step to come up here. And so if you wanna grab somebody's hand and say, listen, I'm gonna pray for salvation today, then come up right now and we will rejoice with you. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you've been blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss future messages. And if you feel led to give to this ministry, check out the link in the description and see the other ways you can get connected.